Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. How do you age a white-tailed deer? Well, there are ways, but it is not what many people think. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanidis. And guys, if you've been listening for a while, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now and head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the dozens, if not hundreds of episodes on deer hunting. But even more than that, send me your messages. I want to hear about your hunts. I want to hear about the deer that you take this season. I want to see pictures of the deer that you took home. So reach out to me through the website. Of course, you can find me on YouTube and Facebook and everywhere else. But would love to hear from you guys. All right, let's jump into this. How do you age a white-tailed deer? Now, I have read many articles. I have heard many people talk about it. I have read after scientists and biologists. I've read in some detail from um, one of the most noted biologists in all the deer hunting research field, John Azolga. And I've looked at many things that many people have written on the subject. And I keep coming back to the same conclusions when it comes to aging whitetails. And that is... That guys, <laughs> you pretty much can't. Uh, yeah, that's not the episode, or that is not the result you're probably thinking or expecting. You pretty much cannot age a whitetail. Now, people say, well, George, you, you can age them by their teeth. Yeah, sort of, kind of, maybe for the first year or two. But if you look at data from you know, whitetail biologists that are trying to age deer by teeth alone, they are wrong more than they're right. When they've done experiments and they've taken deer that are farm-raised, that were tagged since they were fawns, they know they're, they have names and numbers and they know exactly how many years old they are and they die and then they take those teeth and then they take them to, to researchers that don't know those deer, you know, blind study. And, you know, more often than not... They're wrong on their estimate. These are people who are the greatest experts in the field. It just doesn't work as well as people think that it does. Neither for bucks nor for does. Now people think, well, you can age deer by the antlers. Yeah, kind of. A little bit. You, you, can, you can make some deductions from the antlers about, you know, 
Of course, is it a fawn? Is it a yearling? Is it a two and a half year old? Is it a mature buck? You can tell some of that by the antlers, but you can't get a year. You can get a category. And that is pretty much the best that the average person or even most experts and biologists can do when it comes to aging deer. You really cannot get a year unless you have watched that deer for years. And, you know, I know some people that talk about it, um, you know, Jeff Sturgis comes to mind. He's one of the, the, the foremost experts in whitetail habitat and hunting and all things surrounding whitetail. It's his life's work and business and everything that he does. And, you know, he often talks about, well, this deer that they shot's a three and a half year old. This is a four and a half year old. That's a six and a half year old buck. Well, he knows that because they've had that deer on trail camera for three or four or five or six years. And they know that particular deer. They, they've named that deer and they know that deer. Now, how could you do that? Well, the antlers of a deer, their antler pattern is their antler pattern. All right. They've got a certain antler pattern this year. They're going to have that same antler pattern next year just bigger, just with more points, just with maybe some, some extras that, that grow in every year as they get a little bigger, a little older. So, you know, if you know a deer's antler pattern one year, you can recognize that same deer the next year. You can tell by the antler. Sometimes they've got other identifying marks, but often by the antler pattern, you can tell a deer. Once, once, they, once they get a reasonable spread of, you know, Four, four points per side, you can tell with great accuracy that deer from year to year. And if you have it sheds from when it's a two and a half and a three and a half and a four and a half and a five and a half, it's actually amazing how those antlers of that specific deer can be traced back year by year by year. What's similar to them, how they got bigger, what got added, new things that grew in as the deer matured. It's an amazing thing, really. But only in those situations where you know the deer because you've been watching or following or glassing or getting sheds from that buck year after year after year, are you able to really know with relative confidence how old that deer is. And Jeff would tell you, in fact, I think he's done some, some videos on the subject talking about exactly this very thing, more or less, and how that's the reason they're able to know how old these deer are. And, you know, people are trying to age deer. You know, if you see a deer and you see its antlers and like, hey, that's got to be a five-year-old buck. Yeah, why do you think that? Well, you know, you had this with the antlers and the shoulder and the belly. Okay, well, yeah, maybe it's a five-year-old, maybe it's a four-year-old, maybe it's six or seven-year-old, maybe it's a really big three-year-old, but you can't know the year by looking at it. You just can't. You can know the category, all right? And that's about the best you can do. And that should be enough for us, is to know the category. And there's three main categories. You have juvenile deer, adolescent deer, and mature deer. Those are the three categories you, you can tell. You look at a deer, juvenile deer, that's a fawn. 
right? That's a fawn. Or that is a one and a half year old. He's got his first little pair of stub antlers. Okay, that's a juvenile deer. And where I hunt, those are not legal deer. You cannot shoot those. Um, usually where I hunt, you've got to have four points per side, including the brow time. Or three points per side without the brow time. And so, you know, anything smaller than that, you can't shoot. But anything smaller than that falls into the juvenile category. All right, that is a that deer is either a fawn or it's a one and a half year old, and you're seeing its first antlers. And those first antlers could be one and a half inch little nubs. They could be six or eight inch spikes. Maybe sometimes he's a little four point. You know, something like that. But it's a juvenile deer, and you can tell almost nothing about that deer's potential when it grows up. People see a spike and they're like, oh man, we need to shoot that deer and call it and get those genes out of the property because that's an inferior deer and that's not gonna, that's not gonna grow up to be a nice deer. That's ridiculous. Okay, first of all, if you know anything about science, there is no way you can remove that deer's genes from the gene pool. In fact, there, you would have to kill so many bucks to get rid of the genes of any particular deer. And then so many fawns. I, I, I had the research at one point. I should have looked it up for this episode. I didn't think about it. But you pretty much have to wipe out the entire herd in an area to remove any particular set of genes. Because you're going to have dozens of bucks and dozens of does in any particular area that are sharing those genes, right? Any, every, it's just, it's, it's a ridiculous proposition to begin with. That just doesn't work. There's no viable way in the wild you can, you can do some sort of gene manipulation like that. Uh, it, it would take too many, you would never be able to know which deer were carrying those genes, you know, from the doe standpoint. And there's nothing you can tell about genes from a spike because half of bucks are a spike when they're one and a half year olds. So you can tell nothing about that. The other thing is a lot of spikes grow up to be huge bucks if they're allowed, if they're given the space, if they have proper food, they can become very large bucks. Even so-called inferior bucks can still become 150 inch bucks. And so, you know, that's just nonsense. You just get, get that kind of thinking away from you. That is urban myth, legend, just shenanigans. Get rid of that. That's garbage. If you see a deer that's a spike, it's a little deer, it's got little antlers, that deer is a juvenile deer. That's its category. All right, and then you move in to the adolescent deer. All right, so these are going to be your two and a half and three and a half year olds. These are deer that, that, you know, have their first full set of antlers, we'll say, right? They might be a six point. They might be an eight point. They could be, you know, a little nine or a 10 point. Um, you know, a lot of times you've got deer, it's, it's a 10 point deer, but they're really small antlers and there's not a lot of mass to them. And that's a juve, that's an adolescent deer. All right. It's, he's a three and a half or he's a two and a half or a three and a half year old. Most likely. The number of points is not really the thing you're looking at. 
You're just looking at the sheer mass of the body and the sheer mass of the antlers. Number of points tells you nothing. You're looking at bone and thickness of bone. All right, just the cumulative mass of bone on the head and then the cumulative mass of the body, of the neck, of the shoulders, the weight of that deer. That is an adolescent deer. And most deer that are shot are adolescents. They're two and a half or three and a half year olds. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Now, the difference between the two can be substantial. Right, you know, there are some nice eight points walking around as two and a half year olds. Well, as three and a half year olds, we'd call them monsters. All right, there's really what it's a big deer, well fed in a good area, and just good genes, good genetics, good everything. Everything's going well for it. Chances are, when it was a fawn, it was an early drop, right, and it got a, a longer feeding season through the summer versus a late drop and this is something that often happens guys you could have a late dropping fawn all right it just it is born late middle of the summer and you know by hunting season it still has spots okay and it is a little tiny deer barely survives the winter because it hasn't had enough time to grow and feed and put on any fat barely makes it through the winter next summer it's a runt it looks like a runt it is catching up. It is barely survived the winter. It's just getting back to, to survival mode by midsummer, just trying to get healthy. And then, you know, it's got its first set of antlers and they're sorry and they're sad. And it's a one and a half year old deer by hunting season, but it's a sad, sorry, tiny looking deer. Or it may only have just itty bitty nubs as antlers. And sometimes what you get is, you know, this deer... During the antler growth season, it grew almost nothing because it was a late drop, barely survived the winter, didn't have any extra calories to spare to build antlers. But finally, in August and September, started to put on some weight and is, ends up being a fair-sized deer by the fall, but it has no antlers to speak of. And people say, oh, well, that deer's genetically inferior. No, it's a late drop. It was a late-dropping deer. And I've seen some deer that are one and a half year olds that look that look like they're really big fawns. All right. They look like they're really big fawns with tiny little antlers. Now fawns don't have antlers. Okay. They they do not have antlers when they're six months old. They don't get antlers till they're one and a half year old. But you might see a deer 
that looks like a fawn, looks like a big fawn with antlers. And you're like, wow, how could that happen? It can't, but it could have very well been a late drop. And then it didn't have, you know, it just, it's just the way it worked out. And so by the time it makes it to its second winter, it's now strong, it's healthy, it's got calories, it's got fat, it's, it has no problem surviving that second winter. And then the next summer, it really finally comes into its own. And you could go from, you know, some little one or two or three inch nubs on what looks like a fawn to by the next hunting season, you could have a really nice deer. And by the time it reaches maturity, that deer could be every bit as big as an early drop fawn that put on a lot of weight and mass its first season. And, you know, he's almost legal to shoot when he's one and a half year old. His antlers are so big, you know, by that point. It depends a lot because they're, they're, they're so young at this point that just a few months of peak feeding season that first year can make all the difference. If you barely survive the winter versus, you know, if you keep growing through the winter, you, you, you end up being a totally different deer. But once you get to, you know, three, four, five years old, you know, all of that's in the past. You've had plenty of time to grow into its full potential. So that's something that you need to think about when you see deer. There's so many variables and factors that can go into why younger deer, why juvenile or even adolescent deer could be bigger or smaller. And it may have nothing to do with genes. It could just be timing, food, circumstance, and two years from now, they could be a monster. And that is always the case. But that said, most deer that are shot, they are in the adolescent category. They are two and a half year old bucks or three and a half year old bucks. In fact, in many places, a lot of hunters have never seen a mature deer. I've known people that have hunted for 20 years and never saw a mature deer. Or they did, after 20 years, saw their first mature deer and they're like, oh, wow. I didn't even know, I didn't even realize what's been going on. Now, if you're hunting, you know, states that have low hunter numbers, you know, some states you've got 30,000 bow hunters while other states have 400,000 bow hunters. You know, some states you might have 100,000 gun hunters and others you've got 2 million gun hunters, right? If you're hunting a state where, you know, your hunter population is minimal, you will have mature bucks walking around. That is no irregularity. You could see them a lot of times, a lot of places that could be common, but hunting in places like Pennsylvania, especially near any major population center where you're going to have a lot of hunters coming out into the woods and out of the towns, you, you could you know live your whole life and never see a mature buck. But the mature bucks are the third category. Now there is a, there is a fourth category and that would be your elderly bucks, but most hunters will never see an elderly buck because if you're hunting there, chances are they just don't make it to that category. Very few bucks make it to the elderly category. All right. If they're either killed by hunters or each other or the coyotes or something else before they reach it to that point, there's probably only a few states or you know, relatively isolated areas where you have deer that are actually dying of old age as bucks. So I'm not going to cover that because that's really outside of what most new hunters will ever encounter, at least, you know, the beginning of your hunting career. 
but looking at mature deer. Now, what's the difference? All right, this is not just about antlers. Antlers are one of the signs. But what happens is, you know, a young deer is small and they are light and they don't have a lot of weight. They don't have a lot of meat. They don't have a lot of fat. A adolescent deer does have meat. They do have some fat. They, they are bulking up. They're, they're at that point worth taking and, and cutting up and you get enough meat to be worth the effort. A mature deer has reached the pinnacle, the full point of their physical skeletal development. And now they begin, their body is able to put more energy, more calories, more minerals every year into building antlers because they're no longer growing their bones, right? They're, they're full height. Their skeletal structure is fully developed. Their muscular structure is fully developed. And now their body is able to use more energy, more assets, more resources to building antlers to assert their dominance that enables them to breed. And so once, the, once they've reached their, their full strength and their full size, then the body's attention turns to reproduction. Now, of course, adolescent deer reproduce, obviously, because in a lot of areas you have no mature deer. So they're the ones doing all the breeding. But in a 100% natural setting, and there are a few left in the U.S., where deer are able to, to grow unhindered or unhampered by man, almost no adolescent deer would breed. Your, your breeding would only be going down with your strongest, biggest, mature bucks, four, five, six, seven-year-olds that are the biggest, baddest, most dominant, most powerful, smartest, just most high-class deer in the woods. Um... And then you'd have your, you know, your, your, your three and four year olds, they're, they're, they're not doing nothing. All right. They're not doing nothing. Two year olds, they're not breeding anything. It's only the mature deer then that would breed. However, enter man and we upset the structure. And so we have adolescent deer taking on the roles of mature deer. And that's just sort of the way that it goes when we get into this equation. And so when you're in the woods hunting, you're trying not to figure out how many years old a deer is, but you're trying to figure out what age class is the deer in. All right. Are they, are they an, a juvenile? Are they an adolescent or are they a mature deer? And of course you are generally rewarded with more antler mass, the higher up you get, but you're also more importantly rewarded with more meat. Okay, um, you know, there are mature deer. I don't know if you guys know this, but a mature whitetail can get up to, you know, over 400 pounds. Now, I've never seen a deer that big, but they can get that big. Usually, the further north you go, the bigger they are. Also, the further north you go, the less hunting pressure you tend to have and the, the more they're able to grow and to develop into their full size. And of course, that's not necessarily common, but they absolutely can get that big. You know, a 400-pound whitetail is, for most people, that would be different than deer hunting as they know it, right? That's like an elk for them. But they can get that big in some places if they're, if they're left undisturbed, if they have ample food. 
if they're able to, to go through their natural life cycle and course, that can absolutely happen. Most of us, we've never, never even contemplated a deer of that size. But there can, there's a huge difference between a one-and-a-half-year-old deer and a four-and-a-half-year-old deer. And deer reach their maturity, for all intents and purposes, bucks at four-and-a-half years old. That's when they come into maturity. The, you know, four-and-a-half-year-old, their age is measured by how old they are at the, come the rut, come the breeding season. And so at four-and-a-half years old, they have reached physical maturity. They've reached full body strength, full, I mean, they're within, they're 90 to 95% of the mass that they will be over the course of their life. They're for all intents and purposes matured. Now their antler growth is also 85 to 90% of as big as it'll ever get by the time they reach four and a half. Five and a half, they could be a little bigger. Six and a half, maybe a little bigger. Then they sort of plateau, and then as the years go on, they actually come down if they're somehow able to live that long. They, they start to shrink the older they get after a point. And so, um, you know, when you're out there hunting, you're like, okay, how many years old is this deer? Well, yeah, there's pretty much no way to find out. There really isn't. You know, the question is, is this a, what age class is this deer in? Now, where I hunt, a three-and-a-half-year-old is the king of the forest. Okay, few and far between are there any deer older than three-and-a-half. And, and I, don't, I don't know very many people that have ever seen a deer that falls officially into the mature category. Very few sightings. Very few trail camera photos of such a deer. But a three-and-a-half is the king of the forest in my area. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, Log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. And so if you're able to get a three-and-a-half-year-old, you know, a deer that is higher on the adolescent scale, that's, that's usually the biggest deer you can hope for. And so, you know, judging the age, though, is really doesn't matter. Now let me talk about does briefly, because does don't get enough attention. Does mature faster than bucks, and they reach full size faster than bucks. Of course, they don't need to worry about antlers and fighting and dominance. Their, their focus is on breeding. So at two and a half years old, a doe is mature. Now, does can breed at six months. They can breed their first year, especially if they're an early drop. That doesn't mean they will. 
It just means they can. Physically, they're, it's, they're capable. God designed them so that it would be possible for them to breed. You know, if the herd has been seriously hindered and, and, and you know, just you've got major problems with population and your numbers are down, you know, those, those young six or eight month year old does, they can breed. And then they can they can have fawns. Usually, just one fawn. Uh, very rarely do you have a with well, a doe fawn give birth to twins. That pretty much doesn't happen. They're just not big enough. They're not strong enough. Just making it through their first winter is hard enough. Let alone to carry twins. Um, but it is absolutely possible. How often does it happen? Depends on what part of the country you're in. The further north you go, the percentage of doe fawns that breed and successfully carry to term are small. Further south you go, that percentage improves incrementally. But now at one and a half years old, most does breed. All right. Once they're one and a half, most does breed. Very few one and a half bucks breed. Very few. But most one and a half year old does breed. And then by the time that doe is two and a half, they are mature. They are physically, structurally mature. And so um, oftentimes once they're two and a half, they're starting to have twins. They could even have triplets. Um, they become breeding machines. And you may think about it, once they're three or two and a half years old, they may have already bred twice. All right. They might have bred their first year as a fawn. They might have, they might have, you know, given birth that summer. They definitely most likely bred their second year and now they're two and a half and they're at full size. And so they progress through the age class category system faster. And they really go from juvenile one year, adolescent the next year, mature the next year. And then where are they at for the next 10 years? Mature. And uh, interestingly, oftentimes, you know, mature does are easier to take than mature bucks. One, because they're not being targeted. There's more of them out there. But also because they're mature for longer for more of their life. They don't have to wait till they're four and a half to be mature. They're mature at two and a half. Now, they may be a little bigger at three and a half. They might be a little bit bigger, just as a buck might be five or 10% bigger at five and a half versus four and a half. But there's not much more growth that happens once they reach maturity. It's, it's very small and it doesn't continue forever. And so the big thing that happens as does get older is they get smarter, right? They're, they're better at sniffing out danger. They're better at, you know, warning other deer in the herd. They're taking the lead. They're taking point. Now, again, depends on your area. Um, you can have places where the does are easily 10 years old and you've got the boss doe, the mother doe. She's 10 years old, the dominant doe, whatever you want to call her. She's 10. You've got other does in that family group that are, you know, eight, seven, six, five, four, all the way down to the fawns. And you can have a big doe family group, a lot of ages represented there. A lot of things can happen. And those does get smart the older they get. If they're in an area where they're allowed to live long enough without getting shot and broken up and everything else, you know, if you don't, if you, if you don't continually have the lead doe shot every year, then those family groups can get big and they can get smart. 
And so what a lot of hunters do in, in areas where they're trying to manage the herd is they will try to shoot the lead doe every year. And what they're doing with that strategy is they're trying to keep the does and the doe family groups from getting too smart. At least that's that's what they're thinking they're trying to do. I'm not saying necessarily that's what's actually happening or working, but that's what their thought process is when they're doing that. And there's some merit to it. There really is. But they're trying to shoot the, the dominant does every year in order to to keep the doe family groups from getting too smart and hard to hunt because these does can absolutely get smart. You know, a one and a half year old doe is real easy to hunt. They're, sometimes they'll walk up to you, okay? A three and a half year old doe, yeah, I've never seen that happen. Um, you just, you don't see a lot of the older does making mistakes or being careless. You don't see them walking past scent or, or catching whiff of something. You know, a mature doe, a doe that's at the top of the pecking order, and again, that can be relative to your area, is going to be smarter. But when it comes to size, that you know, you, you people, they're like, well, I think this doe is probably four or five, maybe this doe six or seven. Yeah, yeah that doe is three plus. That's all you can really tell. That doe's two and a half or three and a half plus. There's really no way to know any more than that. Like, well, look at the teeth. Yeah, like I said, even the, the deer biologists are wrong more often than they're right, judging by the teeth. Because there's so many factors to come into play with the teeth. What are they eating? What's the diet in that area? What was the diet the last couple years? Hard winners, bad winners. Drought summers, good summers, you know, are they eating, you know, twigs and are they eating, you know, hardwood regeneration, woody shrub tips, or are they eating clover and wheat? You know, it, it, it all makes a difference. It all factors in. None of these animals live forever. They're not designed to live forever. And so you need to not worry so much about the age of the deer, but what category is the deer in? Okay, you're out to shoot what? A deer. All right, well, what category of deer are you looking for? Are you looking for the first deer that moves, that's legal? Are you looking for an adolescent deer? Or are you looking for a mature deer? And like I said, in many places, you're not looking for a mature deer because there aren't any. And so this category system is going to cause you some mental anxiety because in your mind, you want to think, hey, that big nine point, that's a mature deer. Well, it's not. It's an adolescent deer. There are no mature deer in your area that you're ever likely to see. But you want to think it's a mature deer because it's the biggest deer you've ever seen in your area. You just got to let, you got to let that go. Just don't let the categories, you know, mess you up. It's science. All right. The number one thing is you're out there looking for the deer that you want to take whatever size it is the age doesn't matter the category system though is to help you judge what deer are you looking at and you know is that a deer that you want to take and is that you know what kind of deer do you have on that property or in that area and then if you can understand okay in this area we don't have any mature deer we don't have any 10 and 12 and 14 points walking around. We don't have any 300 pound eight points that are monsters walking around. 
All right, we don't have any mature deer here. Okay, got it. Check. All right, so we do have adolescent deer. So let's let's hunt those deer. Whereas if you do have lots of mature deer, then you know, okay, we're going to pass on the adolescent deer. We're going to pass on the small eight points. We're going to pass on the small 10 points. We're going to pass on the, the smaller deer because we have big deer with big antlers, big bone, thick antler deer, which also means big bodied deer, thick muscled deer, more meat per dollar what you pay in the butcher deer, which is what I'm most interested in, more so that than antlers. But if you know what kind, what categories of deer you have in your area, then you dial in your expectations based on what really exists. And you're able then to, to put deer into categories without trying to worry so much about age. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. And please, if you're able to, head to iTunes to leave a five-star review with comments. The number one way to grow the show to help reach more people. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you. And go get them in the woods. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.